Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Give us five stars and follow on whatever audio platforms you are listening to. We greatly appreciate it. So... We are officially back. We took a one-week hiatus. We apologize for that, but we knew that there was no way in hell that we could get away with taking another week off when we just came back from the start of the NFL season. But before we get into any of that, you already know that I know Sterling's got some fucking... He's got to have something for us. We We ain't spoke to this nigga in two weeks. Two weeks. Haven't spoke to this nigga in two weeks. I know he could fucking probably chat on for 40 minutes and fill us in on whatever the fuck he's got going on, but I'll I'll let the man tell it himself. Big Stir, how you been, brother? Dude, I've been good. I know we were talking uh, pre-pod like a little bit, just just kind of catching up a a bit, and we try to keep, to be honest with y'all, we try to keep it pretty pretty candid. I mean, I think everything we say up here is pretty candid. Obviously, we know this shit goes on the internet, so respectfully, we, we can't be completely idiots um but um you know we were talking about like i was like oh shoot it's been two weekends since we've had a you know done a pod and i'm like oh shit like what did i do the weekend prior to this last one but that doesn't really matter this past weekend tops all my weekends i've had especially since i moved one of the best weekends one of the best saturday nights i've had i mean probably ever bro like and 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 it's not like i ended up getting laid or nothing like that bro it wouldn't even it didn't even have that like that magical storybook ending type of thing bro but it was like um so for those that you don't know a little while ago old girl and i we we split ways so it's been a hot it's been a few minutes um and so i was like dude like we me and my roommate and his girlfriend drank on friday night uh pretty heavily stayed up pretty late they stayed up pretty late he was a zombie. Like he could, he didn't get up till like eight, eight thirty next evening, bro. Next oh, evening, bro. He didn't even eat. He didn't even come in the living room. Like he was getting basically grass fed by his girl. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, like I want to go out. And it was like raining at first, and I had a place I was gonna go to. But I was like, I kind of like pulled an audible, and I was like, oh shit, like I'm gonna go out by myself, bro. Like I'm gonna go out completely alone. And shout out my boy Monty Bynum. Uh, I know he does that often, bro. Like for for all the dudes out there that do that shit, got big balls. I I was proud of myself for doing it. And I'm an extreme extrovert, and it's still fucking hard. It's probably one of the hardest and most uncomfortable things to do as a man, specifically as a man. Yeah. Um, and single man at that. Um, and so went out, man. I'm I made friends with this dude like very quick. I ain't gonna lie. So the I'll tell a brief story and we'll like, try to get to the point. But got to the first bar I went to, um, pulled up, got a tequila sour and a Michelob Ultra, like pulled up straight to the bar, started chatting with the bartender. She, you know, I'm, I'm low key. If, I'm, I'm a fool for the bartenders, bro. For the people that don't know, I'm a fool for the bartenders. I'm sorry. Started chatting with them. And I was like, bartender. Yeah, I, I'm that, I'm that guy. So I was trying to get myself comfortable. Then I was like, damn, I got kind of low-key nervous when I like she like stepped away. I was like, fuck, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm here alone. I went straight to the bathroom, came back out. So these two dudes sitting at the table I was gonna sit down at. And uh just what went over there, made friends with this guy. Like, no, no, like nothing against being gay, but I'm not gay. Like, no homo, like 
handsome handsome dude and he's like yeah you're gonna be my wingman and i was like bro sure bro easy way in for me like girls are gonna flop to you i mean i can i could talk my way into anything really like i got a little bit of riz myself i don't mean to use that word out of uh out of uh you know out of context but i definitely think i do um so we just had a night it was like an all-night brigade for ladies man like just having fun getting to know new people got uh made a lot of progress to say the least um without going into too much detail and it ended up ended up waking up feeling like probably the best i've felt in months dude like so confident so like i was like i was literally vibe vibrant i woke up the next day like got my coffee like i knew i called mike i told my mom i was gonna do it because she was like oh that's like something i would never do blah blah blah. That. i don't know how you do that stuff i'm like dude i don't know how i did it either but i would 10 out of 10 recommend and especially if you do do it and you are feeling a little bit uncomfortable, there's people out there that are, you know, less confident than you. And a lot of people give you props for that, bro. Like a lot of people really like they admire that. I know I was telling some girls that I like, oh, yeah, I like, came out alone. I was just kind of like, oh, let's see what happens. Not to say I don't have any friends. I, mean, I couldn't hit anybody up, but it's like, dog, like, fuck it. I want to go out, have, have a few drinks, meet some people like might as well do it the right way. And the, and the reason is the dating apps, bro, they're trash, bro. The trash. trash bro. I, I don't have nothing wrong with it. it's not like i don't get my my fair share of love on there but it's like bro it's not the way i'm not a texter bro i'm not i don't like texting i don't like that mess it's so it's so 21st century so gen z it's like i'm an adult bro we're all adults we have full most of us have full-time jobs where we have to work we, we're expected of something get out of your comfort zone. If I have any advice, get out of your fucking comfort zone. Don't be, don't be a wussy about it for the men out there. Even the women too. get out of your comfort zone. And Make a yourself little, uncomfortable. A little tidbit too. If you're on those dating apps, listen, if we are talking for more than a full day at that point, we might as well set up a time to fucking meet. We don't need to have any more chit chat. Like we vetted each mm -hmm. other. We spoke for, I feel like, you know, whenever you mess with each other, you speak that time. Then if it's like late at night and it goes into early day, I think by like that day, there should be like, it should be asked and you should be trying to plan to meet. Like this ain't no whole, I'm not looking for, I am buddy. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. to meet somebody. I mean, I find, like, you think I'm attractive. I think you're there. attractive. Let's link up and see if there's like anything going on there. Yeah. And, and honestly, bro, like I've been, like I've been very blunt with some girls. Like sometimes I'll get, I'll get on those apps and I'll just like spam swipe, just to, like get as much out of the way as possible. And it's like, dude, honestly, like it wasn't even me that was swiping. It is a lie, but I like didn't mean to swipe on them type of thing. And I'll be very cut and dry with them. Like there's no point for me to sit here and try to like make you feel good that you got a match. Like everybody <laughs> feels good because they feel valid. I mean, seriously, everybody yeah, feels yeah, good. Yeah. I feel good. You feel good because you're feeling validated. But like I said, best advice for people, I'm telling you, man, this is the time in your life, especially if you're around our age, 25, like anywhere. In my opinion, if you're a young professional, anywhere from like, I would honestly say 23 to 28, um, even at 20, like to 30, get out of your comfort zone right now, bro. Cause like in a few years, you're gonna, you're gonna probably have a wifey or a hubby and kids. Like these things aren't as easy to do. And you got to take advantage of it and make yourself uncomfortable. Understand what you like and don't like, not even say necessarily from the dating perspective, but people in general, bro. It's such an important thing. Like it will literally ex extend your life to, to, to find the things that are going to make, make your life more enjoyable. You don't need a woman for it, for the guys out there. You don't need a girl for it or whichever way you swing, bro. Like it doesn't matter. Like just 
be chill. I'm, I know I'm on my soapbox right now, but I'm serious, bro. Like, I've never felt that way. And I'm a, I mean, I'm a pretty damn confident guy, bro. Like, I'm pretty damn confident. Some would say arrogant sometimes. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I never felt more confident in my entire fucking life. Once you get in that zone, not even just chat with ladies, just chat with different people, you are that guy. You become that guy. I became that guy this weekend to think about it. Like, and shout out my boy, Eric. That's my boy. We'll definitely be linking. Next time the boys are down in Charlotte, we're definitely gonna link with uh my boy Eric as well. Like what a like cool vibes, same type of situation as me, bro. Like I couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, and meeting like a, meeting a new friend and like just going from there, man. So, um, ups on that. I don't know if you have anything that's happened over your past couple of weeks. I know it has been a while. We try to keep it brief though. Oh, did I? Oh, fucking did I? And thank thankfully enough. What happened to me is a topic on the motherfucking dock. And if you are listening to this on the audio platform, then you need to pause this, go hop on YouTube and come watch me and come look at what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a Cowboys jacket because let me tell you, Sunday night ended the great week off recap and I could not wait to get back here so I could discuss it. But I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer because we're going to go in chronological order because, you know, even though it feels like the Cowboys were the only game that happened the whole week, I don't know if it felt like that for you, Sterling, but for me, it It felt like everything else was just completely irrelevant. It felt like we had an extra day of college football and then, you know, the the big boys came out to play. But I digress. NFL week one recap. We're going to get into it. We're going to break it down in chronological order. And it started off Thursday night with Derek or Derek, Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions taking down the mighty Kansas City Chiefs. It was a close game. Now, granted, Kansas City was out. Chris, they were without Chris Jones. They were without Travis Kelsey, a bunch of uh, receivers who usually aren't in the roles where they are predominant. Uh, get they're getting predominant target share like they were that night, but. They're Super Bowl champions. They're the reigning Super Bowl champions. So we're not making any excuses for that. And this is Patrick Mahomes. This is fucking the baby goat who's probably going to take he, – he very well could dethrone Tom Brady one day. Just talent-wise, he's already above Tom Brady. He's in that Aaron Rodgers-type discussion. But anyways, let's break it down. Sterling, what were your first reactions of the very first game of the NFL season kickoff Detroit Lions versus Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, me personally, I wasn't able to watch the game in full. Um, I did catch some glimpses of it. And then obviously, um, social media will do the rest for you. Even if you ain't even trying to watch it, like it'll do the rest. It doesn't matter. Like if you try to think you're going to hide a game from yourself, get off of social media. You can't even open those apps at this point. Um, I love seeing the Chiefs lose. I love seeing the Chiefs lose more than probably any fan on the planet at this point. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Patrick Mahomes. I think that team's full of horse shit. Um, Andy Reid's the GOAT, though. Um, aside from that, um, Jared Goff. First off, the Chiefs should be fucking ashamed. You're losing to Jared Goff. Look, I'm not, not shitting on Jared Goff. Jared Goff is one of, he's one of the most mediocre quarterbacks to ever play in the nfl i'm gonna put that out there he is one of the most mediocre quarterbacks to Not ever fair. play in the nfl he i mean he's he is literally the 
staple for mediocrity. And ah, there's nothing wrong with that. Staple for like average mediocrity, minimum, medium. Well, whatever average you is call not it. minimum, but yeah. Yes, sorry. Um, I I digress. <laughs> um, on that point, I think that yes, people are gonna be like, oh, they didn't have Chris Jones because they didn't want to because he was holding out because they didn't want to pay the motherfucker who literally does everything on defense for them. Um, not everything, but he's one yeah. of the most crucial parts of their defense. And then Travis Kelsey situation, and then just a bunch of other stuff in terms of like timings were probably off. It's the first week of the season. We give you a little bit of grace. I can understand that, but you still lost to the fucking Lions. And no matter how if the Lions are even good this year or bad, they're expected to be a lot better. Um, I'm excited for them because seeing Detroit wins win means that other teams are going to have to actually play them more or less than like, oh, we're playing the Giants this weekend. Oh, shit. All right, cool. Like it's that's what it used to be like, but now it's like you just beat supposedly the best team in the land because by technicality they're defending champs. You would expect they are the best team in the land. But I think my thoughts on that game in particular was that Patrick Mahomes seemed extremely uncomfortable. He seemed extremely uncomfortable. He seemed, like I said, out of rhythm. And like he is great. He's he is physically talented. I will give him that. Um, I think he's a fucking nerd. I think he's a loser. But um, I will say that he seemed uncomfortable and the Lions were relishing in it. They were relishing in it. They had that young guy, I can't remember the, the white guy on, there on, on defense for them, man. I can't remember his name. Uh, young guy, really stepped up for them, made a lot of great plays, impact plays. And I mean, honestly, the Chiefs are going to take a step back. I mean, I don't know who they play next week. I don't, do you have, do you have an idea who they play next week? Uh, I do not. I can figure it out, but I kind of had a different. I had a different take. Okay. Different, different view of it. So, what I okay. saw, and um, and they uh, hold up, yeah. So, so what I saw from that game is I actually took away. Oh shit! The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I took away from that L, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and others will be right back in the Super Bowl again, and someone has to prove that they can dethrone them. Why did I take that away? Mike, they caught an L. Mike, the Detroit Lions look so much better. The offense is young. It's vibrant. The defense is finally getting everything together. Everybody loves the head coach, Dan Campbell. Miss me with that bullshit. If you watched that game and you thought the Detroit Lions looked good, I got something I got something coming for you. Personally, when I watched that game, I didn't think they looked good. I thought that the Lions looked rattled. They put together some decent drives. Jameer Gibbs is obviously a highlight factor. He was fast. He was young. I don't know why they steered away from getting him the ball more. Uh, it seemed like that they really should have give him more target share and i'm not saying that just because he is on my fantasy lineup but they definitely should have given him some more target share maybe a little bit but what i saw i saw jared Goff look rattled to me i saw opportunities that they didn't take there were drop interceptions that jared Goff took or very questionable throws in situations that i didn't feel like that he was really Yachty. i don't really feel like he was getting pressured at all when i think about it and also 
there were some secondary question marks on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't really feel like Jared Goff uh, really exposed that. As, other than Amon Ross St. Brown, I feel like the receiving core for the Lions looked shaky. It looked really shaky. Run game looks solid. I mean, David Montgomery is going to give you the pound and ground. Like I said, Jameer Gibbs with the speed and the big playability. It's a very uh, Zeke, Tony Pollard-esque type uh, running game. But when I saw that and I saw how the Chiefs played, and like you said, Sterling, I agree with you. I've never seen Patrick Mahomes look like he was a little rattled. Like it was, I've never seen that before. I've never seen the Chiefs look like a regular team where obviously we've seen them lose before, but it, it always felt like, you know, oh man, like they like they were still the better team. This game didn't show that. But why do I think that they're going back to the Super Bowl? Because literally they barely lost that game. We're raving about Detroit Lions came in and knocked down the um, the reigning NFL championship, right? They didn't have Chris Jones, their best defensive player, one of the best defensive players in the league. They didn't have Travis Kelsey, their best receiver. I know he's a tight end, but he's legit a goddamn receiver. He had 1,300 yards receiving last year, I think like 12 touchdowns. He's a receiver, let's be honest. And he will go down as the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Neither one of them were there. They play the worst game I've seen the Chiefs play since Patrick Mahomes uh, has been the starting quarterback. And the Detroit Lions barely got a dub. If they can't look like scrub, like complete scrubs, and just get washed in a game and under those circumstances, Chris Jones just signed. He signed today. He's back. So there's no more of that. So you're gonna get you're gonna get pressure in your face. If Jared Goff was playing today, he would have his his jersey be a little more dirty. Travis Kelsey's mm-hmm. only gonna he's not gonna be out much longer. Trust me, he's gonna he's gonna be back. They said it was a bone bruise. That's not holding Travis Kelsey out that much. Apparently, he's been hanging out with Taylor Swift too, so he's getting sucked by a list pop star. That little bone bruise is gonna heal up real quick, real quick. Trust me. And bone bruise he's gonna have, my boy. So them boys are gonna be fine. When they come back, the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. When I'm looking at the landscape of the other uh, games that came on, and I'm sure we'll, we're going to get into those as well, AFC as a whole did not look impressive. As a whole, when, when we see the Chiefs go down, that couldn't even be motivation for these other AFC teams to come out and make a statement. None of them made statements. So when Chiefs get their guys back, they're going to do what they do. They're going to whoop all y'all niggas' asses, be in the Super Bowl, and have to go against the best team in the league. But like I said, we'll get into that later. Well, in that note, on that note, I want to kind of combine a couple games because I want to drag this out crazy long, but we know, you know we're going to chat. So I want to hit on, like, any personal games being, like, after this one, I'm going to stop dragging them out as much. But any, per- I'll let him get into the Cowboys game just as much as I'll get into the Panthers game here. So, um, we had our number one, the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, or 2023 NFL Draft, Bryce Young, make his NFL debut on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, who also have a young QB as well, with a loss of 24 to 10, understanding that 
I'm just gonna go and put my thoughts out there. He looked like fucking garbage. Um, and I'm tired of people letting him get rocked. Just, just getting absolutely sucked. He's a small guy, bro. We can't let this man get hit. He's a, he's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. And I will, t- what I took away from that game more or less was that the Panthers are gonna have to literally win the next five, five division games to win the division. That's what I took away from it. I think because the Falcons are obviously in our division as well as the Buccaneers and the Saints. We have a head-to-head game with the Saints. We have two division games back-to-back to start this man's career. Like, it's not like we're just playing, like, it's not like we're playing the fucking Texans with C.J. Stroud, who's also a rookie quarterback. Like, we're playing people that matter, bro. You get, you get five wins, or sorry, yeah, you get six wins in your division, which is obviously impossible now, but you get the six wins in your division a year or four out of six, you're in a really good position to win your division. Yep. It's just what it is. And right now the Falcons look like a better team. Um, not only that, Bryce Young looked like he couldn't read the coverages the right way, which really, really, really scares me because I can read coverages okay, and I've never even played football. So, like... There needs to be some reassessment, and I hope when they come out in their first, his first home game um, as a Panther, first home game in regular season home game, he shows out because he will. He might get booed if it goes halfway through the season. We're sucking bad, and yeah. we're Carolina. We're not. We're not like the Phillies. We're not. We're not. We're not like Philadelphia. Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York. They're known for that. Like if your team is sucking, they're gonna boo you. Like. Because they, they know sports, they expect it. But we just spent so much time. We put so many people away to get you. You need to prove why you're worth this. Like, the Falcons, what's his name? What's the guy on the team? Robinson? Uh, B. Fuck John that Robinson. Guy. Fuck that guy, bro. Fuck him. Dude, he's untackable. He is impossible. Brother, he's juking across the field. And I'm just like, is anybody going to touch him? Is anybody going to actually wrap him up? We're just trying to hit this man. Yes, I know he's little, but damn, like, hit him. Hit him. He's a strong little boy. What was your thoughts on it? I know I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I don't know if you, like, looked into it, that I, sort of thing. I did watch it. I did. And um, I'm not going to go as hard as you did on Bryce Young. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I like him as a quarterback. He's small. He looks small on the field next to the others. Um. I think that there's not enough talent around him right now to really assess what kind of quarterback he's going to be. I also give him a little leeway. I I love to I always give rookie quarterbacks leeways that go to shitty ass organizations. So I always give him a little bit of leeway. I grade him on a curve. You know, he's gotta he's gotta play not only does he have to play the defenders, but he's gotta play his organization. So, you know, let that sit, let that sit. Panthers not really known for big dubs and we'll see we'll see how they we'll see how they turn out atlanta falcons they look i i thought they looked good i feel like the only reason why they really ran up the score against you guys and the point um difference was so big was merely because of bryce young's interceptions and those kind of switched the game other than those interceptions though i I thought he moved the ball decently i mean I think that that division's up to the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win that division. It's probably between the Saints and maybe 
maybe the Falcons. I don't really believe in Baker. Baker had, I guess he had a, diff, a decent game the other day, but I don't believe in Baker. I definitely, I think the Panthers will be good because y'all have a solid roster, solid defense. There's solid pieces on that roster. I think Bryce Young will be a decent quarterback. Once y'all get a couple receivers, uh, wish you yeah. still had CMC, wish you still had DJ Moore, but obviously you wouldn't have who you have now if you did all those things. Yep. So I get it. Um, but if you just had one of them right now, like we, it would be really helpful for Bryce Young, and he'd probably look a whole lot different. But I, I thought it was a good game. Y'all's division is going to be one of those grunt divisions where it's going to be a bunch of low – Team, a low record teams trying to fight for that playoff spot to get their fucking ass whooped in the wild card game. But those are still fun ass years. I I've been part <laughs> being a Cowboys fan. I've been a part of those type of seasons. Those are fun years because the games go either way and you never know. And even though you suck as a team, you still got a chance to root for a playoff spot potentially. So that's my take on yeah. that game. Well, and I, I I think you're right. I mean, I I I definitely think Bryce Young has some growing to do, um, physically and uh, mentally on the field as a, as an NFL quarterback. This is not Alabama where you have the best linemen in the country, and literally the best wide receivers and the best running back. Granted, Alabama couldn't even beat Texas too. So I mean, we can't even we can't even talk about <laughs> Alabama true. at this point. Shout out my boy Nick Saban. Fuck you, dude. Um, I want to kind of talk in a cluster about the AFC. What is it? The AFC North, um, or is that East? It, I believe it's the East. With uh, um, no, it's AFC North. It's the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, and uh, Steelers. Steelers. Um, so obviously the Ravens beat beat up on the Texans twenty five to nine. Lamar looks solid. I mean, like he looks normal what's the name flowers is gonna be a good he's a great addition he's a beast. Uh, yeah he's he's one of those deep threats guys that you need like a deshaun jackson in his prime like steve smith in his prime those types of guys um and then odell got his touches that sort of thing and then uh also deshaun watson the predator as my sister would call him uh <laughs> the predator comes out with a win against one of the supposedly, you know, better better teams over the past couple of years, not supposedly, but one of the better teams of the past couple of years, being the Cincinnati Bengals, twenty four to three, a shellacking. Whooped uh, that ass. And Deshaun looked solid. Team looked good. Get out of bad organizations, even though the Browns are a pretty poor organization too. Um, you you have good things happen to you. And then lastly, wanted to talk about the Steelers in um, in a nutshell uh, because they didn't play. Yeah, they didn't play. <laughs> I don't so, think they showed up to the field. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, the Steelers. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, they put up more points than the Bengals, so that's something to come up. I definitely think uh, that's Lamar Jackson's division to lose um i 100 percent believe that i think with the joe burrow thing happening um and him looking a little off and what they've tried to build over this past offseason there's no reason that lamar doesn't see himself as a division champ and at least making a push towards the afc championship game yep. um and 
probably having to face a Patrick Mahomes, or if it's not Patrick Mahomes, um, one of the better teams in the AFC. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that and where that comes from. Yeah, so and- I would have to agree with you, to be honest. Uh, I do think it's the Ravens division to lose i thought that going into the season i mean the ravens almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs last year with uh tyler huntley as a quarterback if lamar was playing in that game they whooped that ass literally whooped them to pieces i think it's the the only downside to the ravens is that boy jk dobbins bro he cannot stay healthy to save his life it sucks for him but he is out for season again and that's probably there's a good chance that's his career i mean it's been like two three years in a row now and he just can't stay on the field a lot of talent uh sucks for him but you know some people just injury prone i guess but i think the ravens have the best shot to me Obviously, the Bengals are the Bengals, but for some reason, I feel like that offensive line is going to be a problem for them. I also just feel like, I don't know, sometimes you get the feeling, I don't think the Bengals' window for Super Bowl is closed, but I think maybe in this uh, era of what we think of the Bengals, it might be closed. Like Maybe they missed out on the Super Bowl window for what they're built, how they're built today, and they might have like another era two years from now where they're like good again and or they're the top dog again. I can see that happening. But I think like for right now as constructed, I don't see them winning a Super Bowl and I see the Ravens as a better team. Steelers, I although they got their although they got beat down, I don't think that what they are what we saw this Sunday. I feel like they're a little bit better than that. I don't I I, I thought that they might have been a lot bit better than that, but I'm going to walk that back. Can he pick it? I'm going to need to see some more. He went crazy in the preseason, but I guess that's why the preseason is the preseason and it's not the regular season. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, the Browns, too. I, I, Browns, dark horse. Don't, don't sleep on the Browns. That defense is crazy. And if Deshaun Watson looks like the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, they're as good as anyone in the league. Crooked hairline and all, bro. Crooked hairline and all. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that, man. Well, and I kind of I kind of like um in a sense, you know, what I've been seeing. Cause I mean, I think the season can be one of the best and if I, I maybe I'm speaking too soon. Maybe it's way too early. You know, we got 17 weeks now. Um, or what, 18 weeks, I'm sorry. 18 weeks of uh regular season football. Cause we play 17 games now. But yeah. Uh Maybe I'm speaking too soon. I think this might be one of the best NFL seasons we've seen in the past decade. Um, I have a really good feeling about it. One, I think uh, there's not a just an upstanding, crazy, dominant team. And I know you're going to be like, what do you mean? What do you mean there's not an upstanding, crazy, dominant team? Uh, but in my personal opinion, I think the playing field is relatively even. I mean, they're all pro athletes. We know this. There's a reason they're in the pros. No matter if they make that 53-man roster, they're some of the best NFL or they're some of the best football players in the world, which granted, it's only played in America, but really. But going on to that note, I want to talk about um, the Titans, Jaguars, um, those teams, because obviously with the situation that um the titans are in where you've obviously got a division where it's definitely winnable and 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 it's one of those divisions once again it's gonna be kind of sort of kind of a grueler but not really 
Um, and I think that also on top of that, with the, in the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, that team, bro, I, he's brought a winning gene to them, like how to win. How do you win? How do you win at the highest level? And granted, he was winning at the second highest level, playing really well. I mean, these these guys are legit. They're a super young team, too. Young teams with a lot of, like, health and then a lot of, like, just overall determination to win are the scariest teams to play in any sport, let alone the NFL, where it's all who gets injured at the right or wrong times and who's playing well, who's peaking. Um, and I think that right now, those those two teams, I think the Jaguars, not necessarily a dark horse, but as we saw last year, is one of those teams where you really got to make sure you're on your shit when you play them. Because if you aren't, they might end up beating. Like, they didn't beat down the Colts. They only beat them by 10. But they really might beat down on you because Trevor Lawrence is becoming that guy slowly but surely. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a real deal. We knew this coming out of college. If you... We're down on him in the Urban Meyer uh, era of the Jaguars. And, you know, it really shows how coaching can have an influence on how a player plays. Like, coaching is a real thing. It's not a bullshit job. They do real things, and they have a real effect on the game. It clearly shows when they booted Urban out the door and brought in Doug Peterson and saw the difference there. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of the top dogs eventually and it very well so could happen this season. He'll he'll probably progress in that direction. And a lot of it will be due to the fact that they picked up a guy who had a slight gambling uh, problem at, who goes by the name of Calvin Ridley, who's an absolute beast. Absolute beast. He's a stud. He came in first game. Everybody was raving about how, like, Year off, don't worry about it. Calvin Ridley's that dude. I saw training camp videos, his him running routes. They were fucking nasty, precise, sharp cuts. This dude came out, two touchdowns, first game. Calvin Ridley is him. Trevor Lawrence is him. And the Jaguars are for real. And I definitely think the Jags will win their division. And I expect them to have a strong chance to do some damage in the playoffs. Not go to the Super Bowl. Let's not get crazy. But they'll do some damage. So I definitely agree with on that. Um, and also to touch on your point about this being one of the greatest seasons that we might see, I I could see that there's so many different storylines going around, so many new faces and big positions that's exciting and we're seeing them play and they look like they're showing some promise with Anthony Richardson. He showed a lot of promise in his first game. Mm -hmm. I was that was, for him to be one of the better rookie quarterbacks out of all the ones that played is actually kind of impressive and a little shocking to be honest. Um yeah. and then we have storylines and it's as long as everyone can stay healthy. Obviously, we had a knock to one of the to the absolute biggest storyline in the NFL, which is Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Jets last night. He ruptured his Achilles. He's out for season. And the first drive that he had is, is absolute bummer. When I watched it, I was like, dude, like, what the fuck? We have the Jets next week, and I would, could not wait to get my revenge on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Instead, you know, you're just going to see another whew, whew, Zach Wilson, my boy. My boy, you better hold all the moms out there ready to pamper and nurture your ass, whoever's mom you about to sleep with next, because my boy, you're going to need them moms next week. 
Can I can I get into my shit? Are we are we done talking about these bum ass teams? No, nah, I wanted to hit on the Jets game, man, because I think that's an important game to hit on. What's One, I, I I know you're excited. I know you're just like, ah, I want to talk about this fucking shellacking. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important for us to notice as fans of football, not just fans of a team, because if in my personal opinion, before I get to my point, in my personal opinion, if you watch, if you have a favorite team in a sport, right? It could be basketball, football, whatever sport you watch. Um, if you have a favorite team in that sport, that's great. But you're not really going to truly enjoy watching it, like truly, truly, if unless you just love good whatever sport it is, football, basketball, baseball, etc. That's That's how I personally feel. And I think the Jets, one, proved a couple things to people last night. One, they are a gritty-ass team. It's a New York team, even though they play in New Jersey. But either, either way, they, they caught two bodies this weekend, caught the MetLife bodying from uh, the Cowboys, and they caught the MetLife bodying of Aaron Rodgers' probably career, and his Achilles. Um, yeah. no, and not trying to be funny or cute about that, because that does suck. Um, but in that same vein, you started to realize like teams like this, like the Jets in particular, with coaches that are vibrant and that are wanna be like wanna be in the game and have that type of impact. They aren't these just like laid back coaches like Bill Belichick just sits there. And, yeah, call, yeah, yeah. Just blitz just blitz them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, these types of guys are changing the NFL. This team, and I hope, and I'm never like, nef I'm not a fan of the Jets. I always root for underdogs if I don't have, if I'm not like rooting for the team, obviously, that they're playing, of course. Um, I'm a big underdog guy. Granted, the Aaron Rodgers made that team less of an underdog, but once again, now they are an underdog again with Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter, the MILF slayer, um, in the pocket, making things happen. And I think he's got a really cool core around him that could really make a crazy, crazy wave in their division in in the um, AFC East. Because that division, I mean, granted, we all know like the Buffalo Bills are in the division. We know the the Patriots are in the division. We know the Dolphins are in that division. That's going to be a crazy division. And then the last thing they proved is that once again, and maybe my dad was really right when I first said this. Uh, when I first said it about Josh Allen, he's really not that guy. He's really not that guy, man. He's really not. Like, once again, it's one of those situations. I get it's the first week of the season. He's a he guy, but he's not that guy. He's not that guy, man. Like, I don't care who he has. Like, he just can't. He's not going to. He's not going to bring them a Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. Bill's nope. fan, sorry. He's not going to bring them a Super Bowl. There's only a few teams in the NFL right now with quarterbacks that can bring their teams to Super Bowls. And I'm sure you could probably list them off. And you're like, okay, damn, like, that's a realization. Like, I don't think Bryce Young's going to bring the Panthers to a Super Bowl right now. You think I'm crazy? But, like, I'll give it time. He's a rookie. But your guy, Josh Allen, he's not that guy, man. And you got to be able to beat teams. Like, if the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, Aaron Rodgers, goes down in the first drive of the game, you're telling me you can't beat that team that's not, not better than you? He was uh, seeing ghosts. Uh, I don't even know what he was, like, what he saw. The problem is the interceptions he was throwing. Same dude. He would loft them up 
Yeah, all to the same dude. He would loft them up deep balls, and it would just be the receiver and two guys on the out on the opposing team running parallel with him down the field. So I don't even know what he was seeing. Like none of those guys were even remotely open at any point in time. And, you know, it drives me a little insane because everyone wants to talk about Dak Prescott's interceptions when Josh Allen's really the one with the turnover problem and Dak has been historically a um, ball protector. But, like I said, we're going to push it back. I just had to throw that out there. But, I mean, the Jets look good, but you're tripping. Jets ain't scaring nobody. They're not going to the playoffs. Their season is over. It Their season ruptured with – Aaron Rodgers, Achilles. It's as simple as that. Zach oh Wilson. Zach Wilson oh. is also not that guy. He is also not that guy. He might be that guy in, um, you know, your mom's group chat, the little neighborhood watch uh, Facebook group page. He might be the guy in those messages. But when we talking football, we talking football. Nah, Zach Wilson is not <laughs> that nigga. Not at all. It's not happening. The season is done for. They need to bring somebody in. They better be calling Tom Brady's bitch ass. He like he having way too much fun out here in retirement. Better pull his ass back one more time. Show Aaron Rodgers how it's done, and have Aaron Rodgers look like a bitch, bro. Because if Tom Brady comes in here and he starts slicing and dicing, he takes your team to a Super Bowl and win. You're gonna look like a whole ass bitch. But that's just what it is. The Jets are done. The defense is amazing, man. It's a it's a shame that they're going to waste the defense. It reminds me of the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that was being led by Blake Bortles, where they just absolutely wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake Bortles was running the offense, so they were he absolutely wasted that legendary defense that the Jacksonville Jaguars had that was absolutely Super Bowl worthy. Just like this Jets defense, it could very well be Super Bowl worthy. They looked. They look like that, and the running game looks like that. But I don't think Zach Wilson can progress them forward. He looked like ass. The defense won them that game. They get, and Josh Allen gave them every reason to stay in that game because if Josh Allen didn't throw those picks and put together good drives, that's a blowout, you know, easily. That's an easy game done for Aaron Rodgers out of here. Get your bitch ass out of here. Ain't nobody talking about the Jets. Jets are over with. Bills are not them. They're not going to Super Bowl. They're not winning a Super Bowl. Patriots, errors over. It ended with Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is just a regular-ass coach without Tom Brady. Mac Jones is a fucking prep-ass loser. We don't fuck with him. That is it's Dolphins country. Tua is the man. Tyreek Hill is unguardable, fast as fuck. They got Jalen Waddle who can do the exact same thing. You'll probably see him do it next week. They usually trade off weeks. Jalen Waddle's going to go crazy next week. Two is that guy. Once Jalen Ramsey comes back, you're not going to be able to pass on him either. Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard playing uh, opposite sides as cornerback. Done for. Dolphins, that's an easy division. I ain't even worried about that. Jets suck ass. AFC's a rough bout right now, but I do want to hit on the 49ers. We'll get you, and then we'll get to your team. 49ers are the biggest competition in the NFC right now, aside from probably um, the the Philadelphia Eagles and the um, uh, Cowboys at the moment. We've got to make that known. It's been they've been the top few teams, or Cowboys haven't been the team, but they've been like trying to get to that point. Um, this might be obviously their year to do so. I don't think it will be, but um, either way. Um, the 49ers look good. I think I think that once again they're starting to come back to the throne um or come back to the top. 
what, like when they were with Colin, Colin Kaepernick before all that shit happened. Shout out my boy Colin Kaepernick. Ain't no hate. All love around here, my boy. Doing what you think's right. I can respect it, but shut your fucking mouth to the fucking football. Um, and just like shut up and dribble. Um, <laughs> I I want to let you get the first hand on your boys. So I'll I'll give the preface, and you can kind of go into detail because I know you've got every fucking analysis known to man on this. Uh, so if Anybody continued to watch the shellacking of the New York Giants in MetLife because that was the first shellacking um, in MetLife. That was it was bad. Uh, um, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones Cowboys, the Jones boys went ahead and beat the absolute. How about shit. you put some bass in your voice when you're talking about the Cowboys? <laughs> put some bass. They with your chest, nigga. <laughs> They absolutely beat the living shit out of the giant. They made him the, them look like children. I want to let my man Mike Bynum go ahead and uh, take the lead on that one. Uh, so it's my turn? Oh, it's my turn. All right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you just saw the biggest whoop down that you could probably remember in NFL. You probably cannot recall another game where you saw that was an absolute whoop down in the NFL in your life. There's obviously been them, but I don't know if you can recall. And if you do recall, you probably realize that the last few have been Cowboys dubs in the past couple years because we do this quite regularly. We actually do this a few times a season where we put the brakes on somebody. But I got a few people that I want to talk to. Because I'm watching all these sports analyst shows. And all preseason, we were talking about Daniel Bone Jones. He got the big contract. People were really trying to say, who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? It was all over FS1. I seen the, I seen the, the topic. It was up there every single time, Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott. People were arguing Daniel Jones. I was told they got Darren Waller in there, a real weapon. I was told they got speed with Jalen Hyatt on the outside, rookie receiver. How are you going to stop him now? You gave Daniel Jones weapons. Watch him. He can run. He can run. He's athletic. He can escape the pocket. Your pressure ain't going to do nothing. Defense is good. They got coach of the year. They're a well-coached team. You can't go in there and do that. They're going to be good. They got Saquon Barkley. They just paid him. I just called him almost broccoli, but he looked like a piece of goddamn broccoli when up against us. Aside of talking about the Giants, because this is my time to be able to talk about the boys, so I don't even want to like keep speaking on the Giants because, honestly, I couldn't even tell if they were on the field. It didn't look like it to me. I didn't see nobody on the motherfucking field. It looked like they didn't show up. We came to New York. We ready to party. Cowboy style. Woo! We ready to party. Party with Jerry Jones in New York, baby. It's New York time. Giants feel good. Jets feel good. New York's hype. You know, shout out my friend Kelsey Hazard. She was a longtime Cowboys fan her whole life. She just transitioned over to a New York Giants now that she's back in New York and living there and probably going to stay there uh, for the rest of her, for the remainder of her life. She is now a Giants fan. I kept trying to tell her, don't make the move. Our time is coming. You got to at least be a Cowboys fan while the time comes. Unfortunately, she hopped off the bus right before we made the stop to the 
good old Dallas Cowboys. And now look at us. Absolute beatdown. Absolute beatdown. Michael Parsons, dog. Dogs all along the field. Stephon Gilmore, dog. Trayvon Diggs, dog. We were eating. We didn't even need the offense. Offense didn't even have to do shit. We were over there chilling. TP got his touchdowns. You know, Dak threw a few passes, whatever. Tight end. You know, uh, Jake Ferguson wants to drop touchdowns. Makes Dak's stats look a little worse, but, you know, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. We can do that when we beat in teams 40-0. 40-0. What did Michael Irvin said? We fed them a 40-burger with a donut for dessert, nigga. That's 40-0 for all you slow-ass people that be watching. 40-0. So all I got to say is to Joy Taylor, to Shady McCoy, to Stephen A., to Shannon Sharp, to Richard Sherman, to people that want to talk shit about the Cowboys all day, guess what? This is going to be a long season. That's not a one-week thing. We got Zach Wilson. Coming up next, this boy is going to be seeing ghosts. He's going to be so scared. You can see it. If he was scared against the fucking Buffalo's defense, this boy's going to be hurt, man. And, yeah, Jets defense is going to be good. They're going to give us some problems. Uh, whatever. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. It don't even matter because we're going to score two touchdowns on defense. Two, we might have the best offense on defense. I'm done, man. What? Go ahead, go ahead. Praise the Cowboys because, you know, you, you were talking a lot of mess before the season, and now you're going to have to hear it from me every week. So go ahead. What you got? What you think they're going to go? Undefeated? I swear to God, if they get a loss, I'm going to be just like Stephen A. on the damn on the damn first take. I'm going to be pulling up with a damn cowboy hat, little 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 chaw in my mouth, or a little, uh, little what's it called? Not even pine straw. You know what I'm talking about, a little, little tumbleweed in my mouth. Chewing on it like there them go them cowboys. How about them cowboys? Well, guess Look, what you're not doing you... this week? That I will I will give them their give them their grace. Michael Parsons is him. Uh you did say, and I will give it to you. I think I'm sure the betting things on like draft the draft kings and stuff has probably had it up there too. For defensive player of the year and all these things. Like, I mean, I'll give Mike any of his props, you know, when it comes. You know, I'll give him his props. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong off the top. But as I mentioned, I've mentioned this before, and you even slightly mentioned it. You probably didn't even realize it. Wait around the time we're actually good. Uh, we're, we're, we're good again. The good old boys, the good old days, basically. Yeah, the Cowboys, you know, they have a few of those every year, you said. Like, oh, we have a couple of shellackings. What happens every year? What happens every year, Mike? Mike. Uh, I don't know. We're usually we've gone twelve and five the past two years, so pretty. pretty okay, so, good season, so what's your, what's your, who, who cares about your regular season, bro? You want to win the Super Bowl. You uh, you're talking about the playoffs. You talking about when we ended Tom Brady's career and Dak Prescott went crazy and we had we scored like six touchdowns. I don't know, man. We pretty. pretty what happened bad. after that round? Wow, uh, I'm at the I'm at the check Pro Football Reference. I can't even can't even remember, man. Honest, I'm gonna check pro football reference. No, real quick. We ain't got the time for the, though. For the folks out there listening, I know damn well he he knows exactly what happened, and <laughs> they will continue to do that because that's who the Cowboys are. 
they are supposed to be a winning organization. I'm a Yankees fan, right? The Yankees and the Cowboys are the same. They are the state. They are the American team. That's the team everybody knows. That's the team that wins the most, supposed to win the most and do all this, that, and the other. And, like, that's America's team. Cowboys have been have been stamped with America's team back in, like, the 70s, bro. Like, this is the thing. There's a reason people in New York love the Cowboys. If they didn't grow up in New York, even if they did, they might be a Cowboys fan because of the games that would come on. I'm going to tell you, Michael, get his D- DPOY. Um, you guys might have a, what, 13 and thirteen and four season for all I care. Number one seed in NF, NF, uh, NFC. I mean, shit. But, I mean, let's be honest, bro. Let's be honest. We know the Cowboys can't make it past. They cannot make it past getting into the Super Bowl. They can't get there. They can't do it. Dak is not ready. He's still not ready. I don't know when that man's being ready. He might be 45 and ready. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. I might be, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'll give, him, I'll give you this. Yeah, the defense is legit, bro. The defense is legit. And defense does win championships. The Steelers did it for years. Um, and then the Ravens showed it in that same bout when it was between the Ravens and the Steelers within that division. But let me tell you something. Dak isn't that guy. And when Dak isn't that guy, when it comes time to have those long drives, game-winning drives, no matter what the stats say, when it really, really matters, he ain't going to be there. He ain't going to show up. He's going to be seeing a ghost. You know, he's going to be seeing the ghost of the, he's going to be seeing the ghost of the past, the Eagles, the Eagles. He can see, next thing you know, he's going to see, who's next? The 49ers. All I know is, Dak is about to cook himself up some barbecue, hot, tangy sauce, chicken wings with Sauce Gardner next week. Sauce Gardner, you're going to help us make our tangy, saucy chicken wings when we eat that nigga up next week. That's all I know. I'm through talking about it. We let the play do the talking on this side. We let the play do the talking. Because next week, we're going to discuss... The Cowboys again, and guess what? We also going to discuss. We going to discuss the Panthers again, and we are gonna have reoccurring conversations week in, week out. So that's all I gotta say. Now you might have to you might have to discuss the death of Zach Wilson after next week. <laughs> you might have to discuss pray, the actual. Pray for my man, dude. I, I mean, I really am praying for him, low key. But it, on a lighter note, I know we went on a long sports topic. For the people that like like the sports side of this, I really want you guys to kind of like let us know because if, if you like it, great. If you don't like it, we're still going to talk about it. But it'll be we could condense it a little bit more. We're still working towards it. Um, obviously, we've been pretty consistent in this. We've obviously got a lot better. But I appreciate all y'all um, and just giving giving us any feedback with us privately. I'd really appreciate if it was on the other platforms that we post on. But Either way, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's appreciated and definitely take it a listen. But to move on to the sector that basically, you know, runs the entirety of this podcast is typically music. Um, we know that music, obviously, as I always say, runs the world. It runs culture. It belongs in the culture. It is what it is type of thing. And I kind of want to combine two topics that we put together. We had a, two separate ones, but I know we went kind of one. We went kind of long on the uh nfl side but that's probably gonna be the the case for the next few weeks probably especially for the folks that are, if, if the if the cowboys are winning it's gonna be long i'm just gonna let it be known like they win and it's gonna be long um and if there's any crazy games but on a lighter note uh not even necessarily on a lighter note because we're talking about some not light shit um <laughs> there's three female artists that as of late um 
um, actually four or five in total, two collaborations, one solo. Um, I'll speak directly on the solo piece first, being in Doja Cat drops her new song Demons and and new video, which is crazy. Watch the uh, if you guys haven't seen the reaction, watch the reaction the way that Kai Sinat reacts to it. Shout out, boy Kai Sinat. Um, and you will truly understand what we're talking about when we talk about this today. And then we've got a couple other songs that came out from uh, four other ladies in the scene right now that are well known for a, n- a number of the ways that they go about their business. Cardi B and Meg, Meg the Stallion drop a new song called Bongos. And then Lotto and Sexy Red drop the remix to Peaches and Eggplants. And if you haven't listened to them before you go through this, take a quick listen to it. Um, I want to make sure you guys are well informed and I want to have the conversation around one being a solo act. We obviously know Doja Cat had as of recent, as of late, we spoke about how she talked about how she doesn't really care about her fans or like her fans, this, that, and the other, like basically she like ostracized the, the, the people that like think that what Doja Cat says is like, um, they don't like it. She doesn't like, she basically said, like, I don't care if you think, don't like what I say type of thing. You don't have to have me. Lost a ton of followers. We spoke about this on a prior podcast, so go back and take a listen to that. Um, But with this new song, Demons, if you haven't listened to it or watched the video, watch the video. Like, watch it. I'm telling you, you will be disturbed. Um, Genuinely. Like, actually disturbed. Um, But really, the question on her side is, and I know this is something that Mike... Mike probably feels, and we probably agree on this, to be frank. Has she fallen off the deep end at this point? Or is she just in that mode right now that from a female artist, we probably don't see too often where they're getting super creative on that artistic side, like a Kendrick Lamar, those people that try different things out? So originally, originally I was on the the boat of, We've completely lost Doja Cat, the artist that we fell in love with, but the niggas out there, the curves and everything that we fell in love with from that came with Doja Cat, because there was a lot and it was great. I was like, man, we lost her. Not only did we lose her to the whites, but we lost we lost her to the to Satan as well. She's gone crazy. She sold her soul. She's on some weird shit, you know wow tattoos everywhere and i was just like oh it's gone i don't know what happened fame hit her quick like a freight train right and i was listening to the songs and the songs that came out uh that are going to be on this next album the rap album i've liked them uh individually but i still thought everything around it the way she was promoting it the way she's talking around it i thought you know it just seemed off i was like uh, you know it was kind of turning me off mm-hmm. so demons came out and what I did is I watched the Demons music video, and then I went back and I watched the Paint the Town Red music video. Then I went back and I watched the Attention music video. And those are the three singles that have dropped so far uh, off what will be Doja Cat's new album. And when I sat back and I did that, I was like, wow. I am so used to watered down same sound type music that when an artist gives me a fuck you in an artistic manner and was switching up the style and the songs are good 
I couldn't even pick up on it in real time. And once I noticed that, I was like, hold up. Let me let me change my mind frame. Let me look at it. Let me let me frame this in a different mind in a different light. I was like, Doja Cat is giving us works of art and the biggest fuck you that I've ever seen or that I've seen in a long time. And the shit is crazy. She's gone three for three. Attention is a dope song. Music video is fire. <clears throat> Paint the Town Red is one of the biggest songs in the world right now. Statistically speaking, it is outperforming WAP, which is crazy. Uh, I know culturally it is not outperforming WAP. But statistically speaking, Paint the Town Red is outperforming WAP, which is absolutely, which just, it just shows you how big that song is. Demons, that music video was fire for me. I thought that shit was crazy. Um, the song itself, the hook is good, it's catchy. The verses are very forgettable and, you know, seem like she took five minutes on it. So as a song perspective, it's not the best. But it's going to do what it does with with it being paired with the music video. It's going to do what it does. It's an artistic piece. And I was like, damn, I don't want to be the guy that when we look back 10 years from now, everyone's talking about that Doja Cat rap album and the whole story around it and how she was saying fuck you and how this was like a big artistic piece. And I was sitting there saying this shit's trash and I couldn't see it for what it was in the moment. And now I do Doja. I see it for what it was for the moment. I, I don't think you're crazy. Well, I, I think you're crazy, but I don't think that it's affecting the music per se. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to disagree to some degree here. I know that sounds redundant, but um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I think, I mean, I know that obviously the Paint the Town Red song is, yes, it is absolutely everywhere. If you're on TikTok, any freaking app, known to man at this point you've probably seen some little girl dance to it and it's honestly they ain't even 18 so you need to stop watching if you're an adult that's weird um and then two obviously attention like you mentioned good song i really I, i'm not really like it where i'm going to be replay it all the time over and over again but i think it's a good song and then demons song wise song wise is definitely the weaker of the three yeah um the weakest i should say but conceptually, I understand what you're getting at, and I kind of get it myself. Maybe I didn't have that perspective um, fully. Maybe you give me a better understanding on that side of things. But I definitely think she's falling off the wagon a bit. I'm not going to sit here and be an, like, I'm not saying you're an idiot, but I'm not going to be an idiot about it. And from my perspective, right? Everyone has an opinion just like that. But everybody has an asshole. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's more kind of like you were saying when it comes to the football side of things. It's like kind of a let the play speak, more or less. When the album comes out, we'll be able to see what artistic stuff she's getting at. Because we kind of already get it. Let's say, oh, fuck you. Like, I, this kind of triggered me. This whole situation uh, a few a few weeks ago, months ago. I don't know how long ago it was with the whole, like, uh, um, fans not agreeing with her, etc. She was like, okay, fuck you. Like, I don't really care. You know? So it's like... I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm making money. You're just going to be out here because if you hate me, you're still a fan. Right. Um, that's what I've been. I've been hearing that everywhere. And it's like, OK, like, I mean, I yeah, I guess you're right, because fans are fanatics by by technical definition. Yeah. And it could be a fanatic in either direction. But I definitely think that when it comes to Doja, Doja has a very unique style. She always has had a unique style. That's what made her so not just the way she looks, but the way that she kind of came to stardom. Um, 
And I think there is, there can be, there's a fine line she's walking on right now, or she's kind of broken the seal on it a bit for me, maybe for you, you're probably like, Oh, she's walking on the right line. Like, you know, right now she's playing, she's playing both sides really well. And I just think Doja isn't built for a consistent out, like consistent piece of art, like more or less like a compilation on one compilation um of songs with a similar meaning and or message whereas i think you're gonna see where she is fucking crazy and like dude like you're you might be a little bit delusional like at in the way you are now because you can have good songs you're gonna make your bread she's making plenty of money like i'm not worried she's not worried about that she wants to make sure she's heard she wants to make sure she's understood Everybody wants to be understood. I can completely get get where she's coming from on that. But I definitely think from my perspective, she's losing out. She's losing me a bit. Um, I'm I'm a music fan, so I'll listen to it. And obviously we do this together. We do the pod. Like I'm doing it for, you know, research as well. So I'll give you a shot, but I don't see that becoming something that's gonna be memorable, let alone um something that I'm gonna be like, oh, like she's a genius for doing this. That's my personal opinion. So I think that I so I think that Doja Cat's crazy. Like, let me make that clear. If I didn't, I think that she is crazy. Why? But what I'm all I think two things can be true at the same time. What I also think is that what Doja Cat is proving right now is that she's not looking to become the next big star or you know be bigger than the planet. She's already left Earth. I think that Doja Cat has proven that she's left Earth. She is in that... She is acting in a Kanye-esque way where it's fuck everybody. I don't give a shit about the repercussions. And the music is not, you know... It's not being reflected in how the music's being played. It's, the music's not taking a, a kickback in any in any aspect at all like all these songs have been getting rotations from what i've heard i've heard i've heard attention around i've heard fucking obviously paint the town red is everywhere it's a huge song uh demons whether people like it or not they're talking about it constantly we're talking about it right now so for me uh while i do think she's crazy i think doja cat is showing that like she and we very rarely see it these days because a bunch of these artists are just two to four year artists. They have such a short run and then it's just gone. Like we're seeing what happened. We saw what happened with Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich had his debut album and went crazy. He's out of here. Niggas don't want to hear a single from Roddy Rich. Little baby is on the cusp of being out of here. If he can't uh, deliver on his next album, people are getting tired of his shit. It's fucking little baby. The baby's been out of here. Niggas have short runways and they're not those decade artists anymore. And I think that Doja Cat right now, whether she's trying to do it or not, is proving that she's going to be here. She's not going nowhere because she's just absolutely saying fuck you to everybody. And right now is sitting on the biggest song in the world. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I, I, I think especially coming from a female artist, maybe we have different, uh, different perspective, not saying you and I have different perspective, but I think more or less the world and media in of itself coming from a female artist, you don't hear them start to change styles a lot. So that might be more or less a culture shock, more or less than anything, maybe on even on my part too. Maybe I'm not used to it where I'm seeing a creative or like uh, extreme creativity from a female artist, you know? Yeah. So, um, on that note, talking about female artists, like I said, we have four other ones. Both did collabs together. We had Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. We all know the famous, literally probably one of the most played song, one of the most played songs in this la in this decade, WAP who that went absolutely insane they put a new song out called bongos and then on that in that same vein our friends sexy red and lotto um put out a remix as i mentioned to peaches and eggplants peaches and eggplants is a very i mean i fucking love that song but I want to kind of get a better understanding of uh, what we see in terms of the female rap games. Kind of, I kind of segued into it when I was talking about Doja and how she's trying to change lanes, it seems like, a bit and not be as poppy. I mean, she's going to be poppy, but still trying to be rap um, at the same time. I want to get first your initial thoughts on both of them. Like, were they good? Were they bad? I don't need a rating or anything. Just like, were the songs, what did you think of the songs or slash remix uh, from either side? Both trash, absolute garbage songs. Um, bongos, I, I like the music video because you know <laughs> I do love myself some bongos if you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, the song is, itself was a trash song. I, I couldn't get with the flow. The hook like didn't. There was nothing that gravitated me towards the hook. The verses were just garbage. You know, there's nothing they're talking about that was worth anything. Cardi B usually gives us those liners that, like, even from a dude, like, Cardi B gives you them one-liners. She's like the Drake of female rappers, where she just gives you those pop, pop, pop. You know you're going to get, you know you're going to get the, like, all the girls are going to start saying this on their Snapchat stories or Instagram stories when they're drunk with their friends. They're going to say this one Cardi line that just came out, but we didn't get that. Uh, when it comes to uh, peaches and eggplants, you know, I'm not gonna like that shit was just I don't wanna hear that. I'm sorry. Like that's not for me. I I, I don't I don't necessarily know who that's for at all, but it, it it sure as hell wasn't for me. I don't know why, but it's just like it's just a little too much for me. I, I prefer the original pe peaches and eggplants. Uh but that's but that's me. So but as far as the state of you know this new era of um, female rap and where it's going. I really think that, you know, I think that we're in the worst era right now. Like, and I think that it'll get better, but this is just the intro era. This era has to happen from a marketing standpoint. This was the breakthrough. The only way to get in the door for the ladies that want to rap is through this sexy, uh, booty popping, uh, talking about a bunch of crazy, you know, promiscuous lyrics and the the and the generic promiscuous music video. That's the way in. That's the way to capture the masses and you know become household names. It was the only way it was going to happen. Literally, like it just like no before that nobody wanted to hear them rap. 
I, and I'm not saying anything that no one already knows. I, I didn't care for a, I didn't care to hear them rap, to be honest. I, I'd rather them do R&B or pop or something like that. But when it comes to rap, they had to, they had to do, they had to do just that. And that's what they're doing. But I think that we're starting to come to the end. I don't know if they will end it, if they will realize that the era is coming to an end, but I think people are tired of the era and they need to move on. And, you know, we were just talking about Doja Cat and whether you like it or not, Doja Cat's not falling in the lane of these other chicks. She's making music, different music, trying different sounds, and it's working. It's literally working. So don't tell me it can't be done. But I think that, like, these uh, rappers, the, the way to, like, condition the masses to want to hear a female's voice in a hip-hop, hard-banging song was through these twerk-sounding raps. And now that we're conditioned to do that and we're conditioned to look for those type of artists, I do think in the next five years that those types of uh, rappers and sounds will start to diminish or, de or decrease or depreciate over time. And what we'll see appreciate is more um, artistic, pushing female rappers, more lyrically gifted female rappers. It'll open the door because now... They can go to the labels. Now the labels are looking for these girls that they can grab. So now they're going to see some more talented ones. For girls they can grab. That's hey, crazy. Bro. Hey, you know you know how the business goes. You know how the Hollywood and music business go. We, we, grab, yeah, them, crazy. we grab them by the pussy and we make them millionaires. And <laughs> that's just how it goes. Donald Trump told you. He told you he's trying to make America great again. And sometimes I guess that's just what you got to do. So that's what <laughs> so that's what the music label is going to do. And I think you'll see a transition into a better music, better quality music and uh, better topics per se as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to do like I, I agree with you on both the bongos and uh, Peaches Eggplant remix. I even I literally texted you about the Peaches and Eggplant. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was like, yo, I I was like uncomfortable listening to it by myself, like. I just like, all right, like they out here talking crazy about like pop on my pussy. I'm like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> how did this get to this? Like, see how the song originally was supposed to be subliminal. It's like, oh, like this peaches and eggplants. We all know what the peaches and eggplants are. Like, we get it. Bongos was just garbage, like just flat out. Honestly, Peaches Eggplants was a better song just because I liked the beat of the song from the original song. Yeah. That's it. Only reason. Because um, I knew how the original only song. reason. Exactly. And then, like I said, like you said, I would horribly listen to the Peach and Eggplants original with 21 and uh, what's his name? Jewy, Jewy, whatever his name is. Dory or I don't fucking know his name. That's so weird. But the booty pop and stuff, first of all, I've never been for it. I mean, yes, it is nice to see the music videos. I, you know, I can't sit here and say I don't like seeing the music videos, <laughs> um, but it's the same. And this goes to my hot take that people like I think I might have told you before. Or I might have said on the pod, but I told people, I was like, dude, Ice, it's the same way I feel about Ice Spice. Ice Spice makes the drill shit, but it's like she's focused on her music videos because dudes are obsessed with her about, oh, she's shaking her booty. I'm like, bro, this shit is lame, bro. This is not good. Like, I don't like this. It's not good. And it, like I said, maybe it is that it's coming from a female voice. And it's unfortunate that I have to think that way. And I'm thinking that way. But as you did mention, it could be a segue and it has to be a segue into a different, more artistic way of going about rap. 
because right now we're in the era of no no offense not to say i'm not a feminist as well but like we're in the era of femininity so these women are trying to be like hey shake your ass like it's shake what your mama gave you type of thing and it's like nobody's telling you shouldn't do that like I, we've had this conversation before i don't care what you do with your body bro don't care as long as you ain't my girl like i don't care what you do with your body but at the end of the day like it's it will inherently become less attractive to the masses of men that are listening to this stuff and then it will become somewhat unattractive to the other women that are where here listening to this stuff because then they got to kind of come in their senses and be like oh damn like this isn't really like that yeah it's not like that it's not it it's not the one like this isn't the shit that i want to be listening to like it was fun while it lasted and shout out Meg the Stallion and Cardi B for making it extremely, extremely acceptable with a banger song. But Cardi B was doing that shit before, like trying to make, hey, pussy pop, do this. Other. She ain't as crazy as Sexy Red. Sexy Red just be out of pocket. She just be saying whatever, bro. She says whatever. She's the definition of a ratchet girl. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy, but it's the truth. No offense, Sexy Red. I think you're cool, but that's just what you are to me. And I think the direction is going like you said, is this the introduction? I just hope that they see people see the signs as any woman getting in the female rap or the ones that are in it see the signs more or less um, earlier than sooner than later. So they're not stuck in a trap where they're becoming that one sound artist like a little baby, like dub baby, like people that have those sounds that are so consistent and they're literally the exact same and they can never change a lane. There's a difference in changing a lane and still being who what made you famous to a degree with similar sounds but when you start jumping and going completely in in left field like that's when you lose traction that's when people listen to you less there's all types of ramifications behind that consequence i should say that will not put you in the best position financially or in your whole career in and of itself granted you probably made enough money in your career to be fine but um ladies don't be trying to hype this shit up. Because if you try to hype this shit up, I'm a, I ain't gonna slap you. I ain't gonna touch no woman. I ain't gonna hit no woman. But I will tell you this shit. I will tell you this shit's trash, and I will tell you your music taste sucks. Um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of good music out there that ain't this. So that's just my final point. I think they're I think they're all great women. I'm sure. Actually, no. Doja Cat is crazy and sexy. Red a little too ratchet for me, but yeah, um, she a little too much for me. She too. a little too much for me. Um, I'm pretty lenient, or not pretty lean, but I'm pretty patient, but I, I don't got no patience for that, dog. Um, but leading into our last topic of the night, one of the the guy, the man, the him, he is him, that guy, Drake, motherfucking Aubrey, Aubrey Drake Graham. He, as of, I believe, last week, because we would have probably talked about it on the last pod, or it would have been like probably like, getting close to either or this one or the last one but drake finally finally lets people know like oh this is the drop date for his album being september the 22nd for all the dogs um but as we mentioned mentioned before on the pod is very rarely does drake say hey i'm dropping an album like my solo album on this day very I mean, I can't even tell you when he's actually done it because most of the ones I remember is just like, oh shit, new Drake album's sick. Like, and it's Drake solo. I'm not talking about like the 21 one where that was like somewhat announced and like 
no collabs, but things that are he's doing it is his own project, OVO, OVO Studios, OVO Records. He's announced this. Really, uh, the only question I have, and I'm serious about this, I know there's a ton of hype around this. And speaking of that, September 22nd, he's going to be in Charlotte, actually. So it's going to actually be insane. Um, but with that being said, I believe it's Charlotte. It might be Charlotte. Yeah, it should be Charlotte. It is Charlotte. Um, with all the hype that's around this album, should we, as music fans, knowing how hype goes, because there's expectations, like there's an expectation for like a, there was an expectation for like a little baby, right? Like when the little baby drops it on, it should be like, oh, this should be great, right? And then there's, you know, other people like, uh, you know, even like a 21 or some people like that, they have a bar. And if they don't reach that bar, we're upset, right? Yeah. Drake's like, up here we know this like that's the expectation we have of him and you know how hard it is when your expectations are high just in everyday life when your expectations are high how often they aren't met and you're disappointed you're more you're more upset and more likely uh more likely to not like something because your expectations were so high you i mean you know exactly where i'm coming from in that regard yeah so do you think that this album could be a flop no sure. and i want to bring this up again I want to bring it up again. I just want to reiterate the question for anybody that's listening and watching. Will this album be a flop? Could it be a flop? Could it be a flop is the question. No shot. No shot. And for Drake's sake, I hope it's not a flop. Well, one, we've never truly gotten a Drake flop before. So if this is the flop, if this is one of the one that he's hyping up the most, the one that Lil Yachty's saying is the best verses that he's heard from Drake of all time, like he's got some of his best verses up there. The one that on the day that we all expected to drop, the day that Amazon expected it to drop, you did not drop, which I, I don't know about you, but obviously the hype and the magnitude is still there. It's fucking Drake. But I do kind of get the sense that it died down a little bit since like the letdown of it not dropping. Like, I don't think that the us knowing that September 22nd is when it's coming out is as big as it was when we thought it was coming out uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever it was like that disappointment kind of still resonating with people. And obviously, once it hits September 20th and we're a couple days away all that hype will come running back because we'll know we're getting new Drake music. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the memes everywhere. Me knowing the next the new Drake album's coming out, blah blah blah. Like yep, it's like gonna clock, be like clockwork. So exactly the reason why I say this cannot flop is because literally it cannot and it should not flop. If this flops, that is big. That is really big, and I mean we also have to like. We also have to mention that a Drake flop could be him doing 150K. That's a flop. That's most people's best first week sales, but that's a Drake flop. And if that happens, that would be telling because we've never really seen a run like Drake's peak before. The last time we've seen somebody do a run that way and not because I'm biased or anything, but just running the game at a top peak was Lil Wayne. He was the last example of what we saw of Drake, and Drake has did that and some times two. This peak is insane. But if he flops, then 
the state of rap is in a really bad place because if Drake is on the decline and there's no predecessor in sight at all that can fill in, you know, that's a whole chunk of market share that's being left out there. And I don't know that one or two people can fill that market share. I think that mm. rap in itself would be in such bad shape if Drake flopped this rap, this rap album. Because I think that what that will show is that we are truly moving to the uh, DJ EDM wave of music, Latin type music. Uh, yeah. What we were just talking about, booty twerking music, we, we have lost, we would have lost rap. So we, we need Drake to not only not flop, but deliver hardcore bars that we can flaunt and put under our Instagram captions and finally feel like absolute dogs again. So please, Drake, do not flop. Yeah, um, and I and, and I'll, I'll take I'll take not necessarily blame, but I'll take uh, props on this one to put in this question in the doc. But like, I mean, I don't think it's gonna flop, right? I don't think so. Obviously, there's always the and there's different there's levels to this shit but like like you said a drake flop is completely different from a roddy rich flop like roddy rich flop that shit is not getting listened to like ain't people <laughs> just you see that that <laughs> little instagram live where he was playing a snippet of his new song and it went from like ten thousand viewers and just kept going down to like six thousand periodically throughout the song well it's it, it's one of those things so with that being said, we know, and I think you and I both know. Obviously, I love I love a good Drake song, and I'm and we've said this before when we spoke about the For All the Dogs album and we what our expectation of it should be, and understanding that we want to actually hear dog songs. We don't want to hear like all the women. Like no offense to women, we don't want to be hearing all this shit. Like oh, like he don't love you, like this type. And like dude, like we get it. You got, you got all the girls, dude. You don't need to do this no more. You don't need to do this. They still gonna love you. Like, I want you to kind of get in that weekend bag where you're a little toxic. You're a little like, you know, you kind of for the boys. Everything's for, remember the Saturdays for the boys thing that went around back when we were in college. That type of ideology. Giving us something to give a little bit here and there. And if it does somehow flop, I do, I, I, I was thinking the same thought when you said this. We are in a scary place. Because <laughs> I could, I look. Dating old girl, bro. She loves that EDM bullshit, bro. I cannot sit here and listen to EDM music everywhere I go. I will die. I will die. Like we're gonna be. And the thing is, we can't keep playing these 2010s, 2000 throwbacks forever, bro. They get played everywhere, everywhere. I'm tired. I'm not tired of it. I can still listen to, it, especially if I'm a little, you know, if I'm a little. Mm. But like, I want new classics I, though. I want new something like. Bro, like, there's so many good things that could come out of the rap game right now. Like, there's so I feel like there's we're on a cut. Not I'm not no offense. I'm not talking about the female rap side. Um, <laughs> more or less talking. I'm talking about like the dudes rapping it that are like in actually in the game. Um, damn, that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> They're actually in the game, like you know. Well, I mean, participation I, I don't, trophies. <laughs> I mean, I just I mean I don't really consider like a few of the ladies we talked about in the game maybe a couple but not 
all of them. I definitely will not give them that clout. Meg Stallion definitely ain't, bro. Tori didn't do it, uh, by the way. But um, in that same vein, I feel like we're on the cusp of like something great because he might, for all we know, bring on a different type of style where more rappers that are currently in the game are like, okay, we need to adopt that. Like, we need to take that on because the highest form of flattery is imitation. We know that. Like, you know that. We all do. If you don't know that, you've probably been living under a rock or you probably didn't have parents or didn't have people to tell you that. Because <laughs> that's just sad. <laughs> but if he does what we think he should do, it could be the beginning of an era of rap that will literally open the doors back into the 2016, 2015, 2014 times, 2017. Like, that little four-year stretch of rap where it's like, dude, we're getting banger after banger after banger after banger. Ain't even banger. Ain't got to be, like, party bangers. It's just like, dude, these are just gas. Like, there's nothing I'm going to say bad about it. I want to be able to, like I said, bang some of the cars in the song. And I also want to be able to be, like, little sad boy. But sad boy, not like sad boy, like, I'm being a sad girl in, in those shoes. Like, I want some Marvin's Room type of vibe, my guy. Because I'm on that energy, my G. I need that. I need this album more than anything. Please. I'm begging. I want some look alive type vibe. Yeah, like, fuck everything. I'm out here doing this, that, and the other. So, that being said, I don't think it will. I just wanted to ask to see if you, if you might have had second thoughts. I know we're big, both big Drake fans. I'm a big Drake Obviously, I think I'm still, in reality, a bigger Travis Scott fan. But I think that this could be... And he's if he has collabs on there, they can't fucking... Don't... Like, don't bring... Like, I really hope you don't try to bring some just trash-ass nigga up there, bro. Like, and try to make him into something. Be his best verse and be like, damn, that verse was kind of trash, low-key. But Drake's <laughs> shit was great. Yeah. Like, like, you'd be skipping around the song like, okay, minute 35, this guy comes on until two minutes and 15 seconds. Then we can... Nah, if Drake gives you the fucking pat on the back, that means you next up for the... Uh, at least for the next few years. Because every time Drake's yeah. hopped on a nigga that we, we weren't too sure about... He was he next up. Nigga. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you into. I don't know what you into, Drake. But do you think that nigga, uh, whoever it was that he hopped on that nigga's song, uh, <laughs> that nigga's song, that nigga ended up being next up for at least a couple years, or at least that year. I mean, and I think it's important because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I always feel about, like, fall albums because that's the beginning of fall when he drops his album, if you didn't know. That's back to school, um, bro. Back to school albums. Yeah. Back, but back to school albums usually come out, like, like, a few weeks before, like, college school, like, like, colleges, right? Right now, like, Obviously, you got the schools, like the public school, not even public school, but you got like the grade schools going back to school. Well, this, you, this for, you know what this for all the dogs album is going to be? This is going to be basement albums for all the fucking pledges out there that are fucking scared yeah. shitless and it's dark as hell. And for all the dogs <laughs> bumping in the background, it's a basement album. <laughs> Yeah, packing out front of your feet. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I I really want to hear him go like crazy because I mean I've been I listened to like and I know this is a bit of a tangent but I I don't fucking care. Um, on the Central C on the radar, um, freestyle, bro. Like, 
bruh, this nigga goes dummy. Like, he goes dumb. Him and Central C both. I hope he has Central C on that album. <laughs> I really do. Because I feel like that should just be a vibe. Be on some fuckboy shit. Because Central bro. C be on some. I don't. Bro, you a. Dude, Central C throws that. He's the fuckboy. I fuck with Central bro. C, but if Drake is. If Drake's got some UK sounding song up here, then I already know he's on some fuck shit. And he's not on the type of time that I want him to be on. Because if he's over True. here doing accents and shit, then he's not on the type of time that I want him nah. to be on. No, nah, he's been on that accent shit for a minute. He's been doing that. He brought in that Jamaican accent, what, like passion fruit type shit on More Life. Brought in that shit. I was like, bro, who the fuck does this guy think he is? <laughs> think, I want remember you are for once to sound like the nigga that he is supposedly 50% of. So I want him <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, bro, he was literally on the. I mean, and for people that haven't listened to it, it's really fire. But um, shout out Central C, shout out, shout out um, on the radar, um, just general as a as a YouTube um, and as a sound. Bro, he said he's on the radar. Twenty twenty three. It's my. It's just six six G O D. My my boy two C. Like bro, and he's got an accent on this shit. I'm like, <laughs> what is he trying to do? And he said, a madness. And badness, like uh, combination. Come on. <laughs> combination, like dude, you're not like you are from Canada, bro. You're, the, he be you guys talk with, no, nah, I mean he's. I mean, remember he was an actor. Yeah, you know, he's he was an actor. an actor. Like, so. I, um, I still think I saw someone tweet, and I think this is the like. I've never thought about it this way, but it is crazy. So Drake started off an actor, and they tweeted. What if this whole time Drake has been putting on the greatest acting performance that we've ever seen, acting like the best rapper in the world, and he's just acting, and like, and and it feels that way sometimes. Like when you really see Drake, like he don't like seem like his songs or nothing like that. Like what if this nigga just really hop in the booth and just start acting, and like <laughs> he's just like a he's like this crazy crazy nerdy dude, just like mad, like completely different gets in the booth, yeah. Duh. And he just starts, he just starts going. I mean, I, I could see it. And that actually speaks to the point about him in the past. As I mean, as people still talk about him having ghostwriters, because like, think about it, like you as an actor, don't write the scripts. Yeah. The, the, the writers write the scripts and then you read off and put whatever you need to put into act it to give that emotion for, to those words. So, I mean, that'd be, look, that would be actually the most insane thing ever. Honestly, that'd probably be one of not even a scandal, it'd just be like one of the craziest things ever happened. Yeah, like, the most dude, this legendary form of method yeah. acting we've ever seen. Hey, bro, Will Smith said, "Don't do the method acting, bro. You real life becoming that shit." Like, well, next next thing you know, I mean, he did say he was starting to catch feelings for him, but you know, Jada was cheating on him. But I need a method act be being a billionaire for our real life become that shit. <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, I need to be doing that. Um, I did want to hit on something uh, really quick. It's a sports topic, but uh, shout out Coco Golf, um, U.S. Open youngest youngest player to win the U.S. Open, uh, American woman, I believe, or actually youngest player to win the U.S. Open since Serena Williams, and she's you know of course of the color of the culture, had to, had to shout her out. I think that's super fucking awesome. I know also, speaking of friend Kels, I know Kels was up there. I don't know if she saw the final, but I know she got an opportunity to see her play live, which I think is really cool. And uh, for the people out there that aren't in the tennis, dude, 
women's tennis is better than men's tennis and i would only watch coco golf just like i only watch the, the williams sisters so it's just what it is i just that's my recommendation to you that's just short point i wanted to put out there but yeah drake really take on your black side brother i don't want to be hearing the white boy shit no offense to white guys but i don't i don't want to hear it i don't yeah, want to hear it same i don't want to hear all the rules. offense I'll take I'll <laughs> take his you. I'll take his offense that he didn't want to use and I'll use it on mine and say all the offense I agree with Sterling we want to hear the nigga in Drake so yeah. yes 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 but that's I mean that's gonna be it for us tonight I mean honestly I mean we went on for a tangent on NFL like I said that's gonna be the norm bro especially I'm telling y'all y'all better be hoping the Cowboys lose y'all better be hoping they lose y'all better be beating against them <laughs> if we if we win it uh, we gonna be talking about it. And y'all better be hoping there's some big-ass news because if there ain't no big-ass news, it's going to be hard to trump me coming in here bragging and boasting about the best team in the NFL. But that is all we had. We appreciate you joining with us. You could have been anywhere, but you with your boys here after dark, and we appreciate that. So for all the fellas out there listening, listen, man, they only want a 1% nigga. I know we've been gone for a week, but you couldn't have forgotten that quickly. So quit your bitching and get your bread up. And for the ladies out there listening, listen, he don't want you, sweetie. So you need to move on. But it is okay because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.